Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very practical question. How can we get rid of some of the bad habits that are creating stress and costing us patience with our kids? Yep, moms and dads, there are some very specific and practical things we can do to produce some more peace in our crazy lives. My special guest today is going to share with us five very simple, very specific, very doable things that will help you to become a calmer, happier, more peaceful, and less stressed parent. You can't beat that for a free hour of your time. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. mamas and papas, check out this recent review on Apple Podcasts from a listener of Christian Parent Crazy World. Avon HR says, an absolute godsend. Incredible. Wish I had heard this all back when we started our parenting journey about 20 years ago. I admire Catherine's contagious passion for God, as well as her excitement about the role we have as parents to empower and equip our children. This podcast covers essential issues that Christian parents need to implement while raising kids in today's faith-challenging society. Aw, that just makes my day. I really appreciate all of my listeners who have taken the time to fill out a review, especially one with such nice comments. Would you consider leaving one? 
a five-star review really helps to get the word out, and I just might read it on the show. If you're wondering how to do that, you are not alone. They make it a little more complicated than I would like. You do have to open up Christian Parent Crazy World and the Apple Podcast app. How do you get there? Well, if you've got it on your phone, just open it up, type in Christian Parent Crazy World and scroll down and click on write a review. If you're on your computer, type in Christian Parent Crazy World and Apple Podcasts, open that up and then click on open an Apple Podcast and scroll down and click on write a review. Yeah, a little bit of a maze, but I do that for all the podcasts that I really appreciate listening to. And as always, shoot me an email over at Catherine at CatherineSiggers.com if you want to ask me a question, leave some feedback, or make a suggestion for a future episode. My very special guest today is Elizabeth Andreevsky. Elizabeth is a stress coach for Christian moms. She is a mother of four young kiddos. I'd say she picked a rather advantageous profession as four young uns will give you plenty of stress to practice with. And she is host of the Emotionally Healthy Legacy podcast. Elizabeth knows the value of emotional wellness in parenting and the impact that has on the family. She is all about helping moms prioritize their needs guilt-free. Thank you very much. Lower daily stressors, set healthy boundaries, and implement healthy habits. Specifically, she teaches moms how to overcome guilt and shame and manage mom rage. Mom rage? Mom rage? Mom rage? <laughs> What in the world could that be? That is such an unfamiliar concept, like putting mom and rage right next to each other in a sentence. You know, I mean, hopefully she'll explain what that is. (coughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes I crack myself up. But most importantly, Elizabeth believes that prioritizing your relationship with God can help to break destructive patterns like mom rage and lead to emotional wellness. That is is why she's here today. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. (laughs) We finally get to have it. I know. I feel like we are a bit of a trapeze artist today working without a nap because you usually like to podcast when your kids are in school in the school year, but they're out for the summer and you've got a couple of them at home. And I like to podcast when my husband is off so that I can clear the house. And uh, right now I've got five kids here and a puppy. and You've got a couple of kids at home, one napping. So FYI, mamas and papas, you may hear a little background noise today. Uh, we're flying dangerous here without the net, but it's kind of stressful. Good thing, Elizabeth, you are a stress coach, right? <laughs> yes. Perfect person here on board with me today. Now, uh, stress coach is something I think that most of us Christian parents in this crazy world could definitely use. I know that I could certainly use one, but tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and how you came to be a stress coach for Christian moms. Yes. So I live in Florida Uh and I have four kids, uh, three boys and a toddler girl. And I I am a stay-at-home mom, you know, for the most part, and then I work from home a little bit. I have my own podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy, and it's all about stress management, burnout, overwhelm, mm. and specifically moms who are struggling with anger towards mm. their kiddos. And my oldest is eight, and my young, no, sorry, my oldest is 11, and then I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a daughter who turned two today. So... 
house is full of energy and noise. It is often super loud here and energetic. My toddler is in a stage where she gets into everything. She mm. climbs the counters. She can get out of her high chair. She's just like a little fireball. My mom calls her like little propeller. She just like runs so fast. This this morning, she noticed that the front door was unlocked and she literally just like runs, just runs across the yard, runs across the street. Thankfully, our street is like super quiet, but like I literally have to chase after her. She's so, so fast. So I became a stress coach for Christian moms because I was struggling parenting when I had three boys at the time and I ended up going to counseling. Um, a mentor of mine recommended for me to go to parenting counseling. I found a counselor that was not faith-based, but I was introduced to connective parenting, like connections with your kids, having that emotional connection with them and teaching your children how to emotionally regulate and manage their emotions except I really struggled. Mm. Like I thought, okay, I had the session. Everything sounded great in theory. I would go home and I try to implement what I learned and I get triggered and frustrated and angry and everything just goes out the window. Like literally it seems uh. like my mind just would go blank and I would just go back to my old ways of reacting, mm. yelling, threatening, raising my voice, like having that attitude, frustration. And I just did not like how I was showing up as a mom mm. like towards my kids. I felt like most of the days I was like often frustrated, agitated, and overreactive. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's not how I wanted my kids to remember me as a mom. Yes, I had my struggles with like, you know, mental health, but that was already past that. I was not struggling mentally in a sense at that time with like, you know, hard things going in my life. It was just, I feel like for me, when I started learning more about this, I just was not prioritizing my well-being and I was constantly just putting my kids over everything. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was I was going to therapy. It wasn't helping in the sense like at home. I was learning great things, but I couldn't implement what I was learning. And I ended up buying a course from an influencer and it was about motherhood and about how to like react less to your days, how to be more proactive with your schedule and just like things that you do around the house, prioritizing your needs. And I I did buy that course because it just really spoke to me. And I made a big shift. I started to get up in the mornings before my kids. All my kids slept through the night. I had no excuse not to. Mm -hmm. They went to sleep at like 7.30. They got up at 7.30. And I started going to sleep earlier and getting up earlier. And I used that time to read the Bible. I used that time to journal. I used that time to literally sit there in stillness and just pray. Mm. Just sit there in stillness. Just absolutely like quiet for five minutes. Mm. You know, sometimes I would read a verse and just like meditate on it for a little bit. Sometimes I would just lay on the ground with my feet up the wall and literally just like imagining floating in calm water and just mm -hmm. like God's God from like from heaven, like the sunshine shining on my face and just like cleansing me and mm. just from any like negative thoughts or just, I guess, 
anything that's like unpleasant or hard, you know, and just like inviting God into my day. And I noticed a humongous shift in how I was showing up as a mom. I was able to use that time also to kind of get ahead a little bit of my day. I was able to, you know, move my body sometimes, not always, but Mm -hmm. I would eat breakfast before my kids would get up. And I started to surround myself with women and a support system that was supportive, you know, joining Bible study and then like uh, following Instagram accounts that were life-giving instead of making me feel less than. Mm-hmm. And, That's big. You know, and it was going really well. And then COVID hit. Mm. <laughs> and then everything just felt like it was harder because you're stuck at home inside with the kids. But I noticed that I was still able to stay sane and overall feel a lot more regulated, calm and patient because I was using that morning time to fill my own cup, to connect with God, to calm my nervous system, that when hard things came throughout the day, I was able to have a lot more tolerance and how I was handling those things instead of feeling like I wake up in a reactive mode and just reacting, reacting, yeah. reacting all day long. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens, This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. That is so good. Yes, I'm going to try that technique of lying on my back with my feet up. I think that sounds really good. And just the silence and just giving yourself some time to connect with the Lord. Okay, I just have to add this in. You're from Florida, but you don't sound like you're from Florida. You're from Minnesota, right? Do you sound sound that Minnesota act? I love that act. So great. Mm -hmm. We, We moved to Florida a year ago, but 
as this was <laughs> this story was unfolding, I was living <laughs> in Minnesota um, near our family, and my husband is Russian. My parents are Ukrainian, so I'm technically mm-hmm. Ukrainian. I was born in Latvia, which mm-hmm. is in, in Europe. So I have a mixture yep. of all these things in my background. I moved to <laughs> when I was nine. But yes, so I grew up in Minnesota for a, a big chunk of my life. And we just recently moved to Florida to be more in warm weather. But right now <laughs> it is it's, July and it is get outside. Yeah. <laughs> Try to stay inside most of the day. Oh, I love I love your accent. I you know, as an actor, I always loved getting around people with really cool accents. And I used to work from with someone I where was she from? I think she was from she was over I think she was from Minnesota all day long. I used to hear her in the next cubicle. She was like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You're not quite like that. But she had such a, a beautiful, quaint little accent. But okay, so you have five habits that are creating stress and costing us parents patience with our kids. And I am waiting on a bated breast to hear what these are so I can get some more really great techniques on how to be more patient with my kids and how to de-stress my life because I need it. Yes. So I have like a list of a ton of them, but I will mention just five. Okay. Great. So we can t- mention more as well. I'm going to okay. take notes here. Yes. So the first one is part of my journey that I already shared with you. What is sleeping in until the last minute and not getting up before your kids. That will create stress for you. Mm. When we wake up, our stress hormone is at its highest. And if we wake up hearing our kids scream and fight or needing something from us, and we just jump into our day Mm -hmm. without kind of having even 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to just decompress, breathe, Mm. pray, invite God into our day, Like we will be a lot more reactive. You will feel like you're falling behind on your day and you will feel reactive Mm -hmm. and more impatient with your kids. Mm -hmm. And everyone I've talked to who says, oh, well, you know, I'm just not a morning person. Mm -hmm. That's me. Try it. Try it for 30 days. I promise you, you will notice such a big difference in your life that you will think back, like, how did I do it before that? Mm. Right now, if I skip a day, I notice it. Mm-hmm. I notice how I show up during the day. I can do, you know, skip a few days and still, you know, notice a little. But if I skip more than that, oh, it's showing up for me big time. Mm-hmm. I notice that I'm a lot more agitated and short and snappy with my family. And it's not anything they're doing differently. It's mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm behind in my day. I right. feel reactive. I haven't had a moment to myself. And so so getting up in the mornings before your family, that is one thing that you can do that will increase your patience with kids. And do not be on your phone. Do not. Again, be on your phone. Use that time to either just sit in silence and pray or read the Bible. You can listen to worship music mm-hmm. or you can, this is another healthy habit that is going to, or a bad habit, if you don't do it, you can journal. Mm. Journal to process your emotions. So oftentimes we try to like suppress it, our emotions, and we just keep it in. And we feel like if we suppress it, it's going to be fine. It's just going to go away. But then what happens? It just comes out on our family members, Mm -hmm. those that we love the most. Eventually we get to our breaking point and it just spills up and and. 
un, not pretty ways. And we say, do things that we regret later. So journaling on a regular basis is going to help you process those emotions in a healthy way. You're releasing them out of your mind, out of right. your mind and on paper. My favorite way is to literally write a prayer to God. Mm. And I will just say this and this has been happening in my life. I feel so frustrated about X, Y, Z. This is what he said. This is what he's doing. My husband is, you know, not helpful right now. He's, you know, upsetting me or whatever it is, you know, instead of taking Mm -hmm. it out on him, I put it on paper. I read it, you know, and, and then I'm like, I usually, as I'm doing that, and then I'm like asking God to help me mm-hmm. first get it, the yucky feelings out, the yucky emotions and thoughts out. And then I invite God. I'm like, God, can you please guide me and direct me? Show me what to do, you know? So that is another really healthy habit mm. that you can incorporate. So unhealthy is suppressing your emotions, and a healthy one is to release them in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And journaling is safe. It if you you know feel unsafe keeping it out, I guess you can you know rip it up or burn it or something. <laughs> I feel safe, you know, having my journal in my office, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, that is like another healthy habit. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I I love that. I, you know, I got I'm sitting here in our classroom. That's where I podcast from, and I'm looking over. There's a a stack of uh, journals I had from when I was a lot younger. And I think somehow when we become parents, we get so busy, so crazy busy that we stop doing those things that we used to do that were really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you know, and a lot of times what I'll do, I have certain friends that I lean on when I need to really process something. But journaling, are you really encouraging me to pick that back up? I have not done it in years. I, I but like I've got years and years worth of journals from back in the day that are 20, 30 years old. But I haven't done it in a very long time. And I'm encouraged to try that again. I think it would really help because here's what journaling is. And I like the way you put it, writing a prayer to God, because that is your communication with the one who created you and the one who is in control of all the stuff we're not in control of. And so when we start journaling again, and I know some people, you know, there are people who love to write. I happen to be one of them and people who don't. It doesn't have to be punctuated correctly or spelled correctly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just get something out. And and for me, I type a lot faster than I handwrite. But you, so that's one thing you could keep an online, you know, a journal on your computer. I've ha- I've got years worth of journals that I've kept there, too. But I'm really encouraged by that and the not sleeping it. I am one of those people who is not a morning person. But on those occasions where I've gotten up early and just had the peace of a sunrise and and just like the world is quiet and just starting to wake up, there's some sort of a connection that I think you can have with your Heavenly Father at that point of the day that is just impossible to accomplish at any other time of the day because it's just too crazy. It's just too hectic. And yeah, I can lock my room and Rome can be burning outside of it, which often happens. But <laughs> <laughs> getting up earlier and devoting that time to the Lord and and spending time in prayer. And the one thing I do use my phone for, I don't use it like to communicate with anybody, but I'll turn on some worship music and keep it right there in my quiet time in the morning, which I'm encouraged by you also to make earlier than I have been doing. Sometimes I have trouble getting to sleep. I have some sleeping issues. And so sometimes I I sleep in a little bit later than I I want to because I couldn't fall asleep till 
3 a.m. or something. But hopefully maybe some of these other techniques will help me de-stress enough where I can get my brain to go to bed earlier. So I think those, so those are the first two. Stop sleeping, you know, to, to get up earlier before your family and spend your time with the Lord. And start journaling again. That's a, that was the second one. Is that was that an yes. official one or was that under that that's was an official one? Yes, I think it's yes. great. I think that's awesome. I'm kind of encouraged to start doing that again because we're going through some stuff right now that's very very stressful. And I'm praying to the Lord, but I think somehow getting it out on paper and working through it there, I think would be really helpful. I love that idea. Keep them coming. What else you got? Yes. And I'll tell you that when you're going through something hard in your life, that's when journaling is even like, I feel like it's even more effective for me because it's just oftentimes we just keep it in our minds, right? Or we take it on other people, but just it's a safe place to just put it on your journal. And literally like, I love writing out prayers to God. It's like, you're like, and you know how David, that's what he did. And so yeah. he was just writing it out on paper, those prayers to God. So how do you see what that is? Yes. That was David. The Psalms are David's journal, really. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You just, this just reminded me. So I'm going through a difficult season with loss and our, uh, with, uh, and some of our friendship circles. We had a couple of friends who passed away recently. And, you know, we were really praying for a different outcome there that the Lord would heal them here on earth. And then, I just recently found out that a friend of mine who was very instrumental at a, a point in my life when I really needed a word from the Lord to step out in faith, to believe God for our fifth child was what she really helped me with while well, she was a mom with five kids and she passed away last month of cancer. Okay, and I know, tragic. Well, it was probably about four or five years ago, a very similar situation happened. Another friend, a, a woman that I went to graduate school with, her name is Susan homeschooling mom, five kids, and really believing God for healing. She had cancer and the Lord took her home. And from that experience, I did journal. Actually, it started off as a journal where I was just writing to get those words out. And I wrote this piece. It was called God is good, but this isn't. And I just really wrestled with it on paper. And it ended up I sent it to a website called Encourage. They do women's devotionals and they published it. And then they contacted me and actually paid to have it published in a book about a It was a devotional book for when life isn't okay. And so it was actually one of my first big published pieces that came from a journal right there. Now, that may not happen to everybody, and it hasn't happened to me since, you know, where, where uh, you know, I've had a lot of other stuff published since then. But that was really the door that that opened up. A, journaling actually opened up a door to a whole new vocation for me as I, I started writing again from that journal entry of processing the disappointment and the frustration and the you know, kind of anger at God, like I would have done this differently, God. I would have healed this person. Why didn't Why didn't you do this? And then God brought me to this place where I realized some of our answers aren't the right answer because I wouldn't have had Christ die either, and then all of humanity wouldn't be saved. So I don't have the answers; He does. And wrestling with that and journaling started a whole new life for me, actually. So <laughs> you're onto something here. You are definitely yeah, honest. It's the healthiest stress reliever because we all will have stress in our lives. Stress uh-huh. is unavoidable. There are stressors in our control and then there's stressors out of our control. Mm-hmm. And this is just a healthy way of releasing stress. Yes. So then you don't take it out 
on your children, how many times you are having tension with your spouse Mm -hmm. and you're kind of upset with them and then you're snapping at your kids, right? Right. Kids are just being kids, right? right? They're not even doing anything wrong. They're just being normal kids and you're overreacting at them because you're upset with your spouse and you have unprocessed emotions. And that's like journaling is a very great and safe way to do that. And so the next one is a really easy one that you can start implementing today. It is a bad habit is being on your phone a lot Mm. and just having so much overstimulation Mm -hmm. from your phone. So our phones are designed to like keep us addicted to them, right? Mm -hmm. They're just designed that way. So there's a few things that you can do is turn off all notifications, Mm-hmm. Just turn them all off. Maybe like leave if you know, for your spouse for the text messages to come through or like your parent or something like that. Somebody who's like really important. Mm-hmm. Unless you have like a job, you know, where you have to respond to like, but typically people will call you if it's important, right? It's not gonna be, you know, a group text or something like that. So Turn off all notifications. Turn off all notifications on all the apps, all social media. Turn it all off. So even if you open your phone, there's no red mark there, nothing, unless you open the app. And then you see, oh, somebody sent me a message. So there's no dinging. There's no vibration, nothing in your home screen, nothing. You will notice significantly how much less overstimulation you have. Oftentimes, we feel frustrated and impatient with our kids let's say we're making dinner right we're like Mm -hmm. multitasking and then our kid comes up and they have a meltdown and they have a conflict with your sibling and then your phone is dinging because you're in a group chat right and then you just wanna and then you're like that dopamine hit that we get from that ding we like are we want to check oh what's going on what's going on there's you know conversation there whatever and then we just want to shoo our kid away and be like, just stop mm-hmm. crying. Get away from here. Go solve it on your own. And then we kind of like, yes, there's a time and a place for that. But then we kind of create that rupture in that emotional relationship mm-hmm. with our child, right? And yes. overreact with impatience. So our phones are really one of the biggest things that cause overstimulation nowadays. Scrolling on social media a lot and then... How many times are you just like scrolled for like an hour in social media and then your kids come up and they want something and you just want to just, they're like annoying and you want to shoo them uh, because you're just addicted to that scrolling and yeah. it's not your kid. Your kid might actually have a legit issue that mm-hmm. they support with. It's our phones. And so having like app limits on your phone or awesome. downtime, like my phone, like apps, turn off and shut down from 9 p.m. till 7.30 a.m. And having like a limit, if you do like social media, do like a 30-minute limit a day or one hour a day, that's plenty of time. If you tend to bypass it with the password, ask your spouse to pick a password so you don't bypass it or something. But like those are a few things and tricks that you can do because that habit of being on your phone and having all those notifications on there does directly contribute to you feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, and more impatient with your kiddos. I think also, in addition to that, that is so, all of that is true. But what are you teaching your kids when you're always on your phone? Because here's the thing. Hopefully, hopefully, if you're tuning into this show, you're you're mature 
in your faith or you're growing in your faith and you have some limits on the sort of things, you know, maybe it's a nuisance thing or just curiosity things and you're on other people, you know, looking at what other people are posting on social media. But phones are downright dangerous in the hands of kids quite often because this kind of stuff they can get into on their phones and they see mommy or daddy always on the phone. Well, that's a real problem because they can end up in situations, whether that's communicating with people who are are trying to introduce themselves to them on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or wherever, or if they're actually looking at things, videos that are putting images, searing images in their minds, or looking at influencers who ought not to be the influence in their life. And yeah, we can pick and choose as godly parents good resources, good things that you can listen to and watch. Hopefully, yeah, this show and your show or some of those things, right? We're we're social media influencers. So we're not saying to be out of that realm, but to limit it and and to make sure that we're not having these virtual relationships and communication all of the time instead of really connecting with the people who are in our home, who are right in front of us, right in front of our faces. Our kids are the most important people. And so, yeah, I totally agree with that. I tend to not have issues. With, I kind of hate phones and don't end up doing that. You know, I know that a lot of moms, though, do love them and 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 are on them quite frequently. And and I get it because it's it's a it's very stressful being a parent <laughs> and we kind of want an escape. And I find my own escapes. Usually my phone isn't one of them. I have my own things that I, I kind of use to escape that I probably shouldn't. Phone doesn't tend to be one of them, but for a lot of moms and dads out there, it is. It's an escape out of a lot of the stress that we have in the home. But what you're saying, and I think you're identifying very clearly, is it's it's creating stress. It's mm-hmm. creating stress in us, and we need to get off of it and really connect with the people who are right in front of us. And if we need to have that distraction or that de-stressor, to find something a little bit healthier than spending hours of your time on every day on the phone. So I think that's a great, great pro tip there. Yeah. From a stress coach. <laughs> yes. And may I add is that if you do get up in the morning before your kids and spend time with God and you do start journaling in the mornings on a regular basis, you will not have the need to escape on your phone as much. Because you're good. Yeah. Going back to the source right. and you're processing your emotions in a healthy way on a regular basis. You're right. not until you're all stressed out and burned out to do something about it. You're regularly releasing that stress in a healthy way. Spending time with God is very calming and stress relieving to the nervous system. Also, journaling is the same thing. And you're doing that regularly that your phone isn't as much like you won't be drawn towards it as much to escape right? when you're feeling uncomfortable or overwhelmed or stressed out. So that is just something to just to keep in mind. Yeah. All righty. So we've got number one, get up early. Number two, journal our thoughts. And number three, limit our screen time. So let's keep going here. What do we have next? Okay. And so number four is a habit or mindset, I guess. It is being overscheduled. Just feeling like you have to constantly be busy, busy, busy to be a good mom, to be productive. And what happens is you will probably, like if you play out the scenario, you're constantly going, going, going from one thing to another. You have no moment to decompress in between. You're rushing your kids from one place to another. 
your child is having a hard moment, they're having a meltdown, you're just getting so frustrated and impatient with them. Why? Because you're running late from this thing to another thing and you snap and you yell and you raise your voice and you get angry. And I believe that we need to have room in our schedule, have white space in our weekly schedule to decompress and recharge. If we are overscheduled, we will experience times where we are a lot more impatient. Part of feeling easily frustrated and agitated oftentimes is because you're burned out, because you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And where's that coming from? Because you're overscheduled. Maybe it comes from being a people pleaser and just doing everything for everyone else and feeling bad to say, no, I don't have time on my schedule for this, or I cannot devote the time that it deserves or whatever it is, you know? And so we get burned out and overwhelmed because we're overscheduled or we feel like our kid's going to miss out on X, Y, Z. And so we have to have them in all these activities. And again, we're overscheduled. We're running from one place to another. We have no moment to decompress. Our kids don't have a moment to decompress. Everybody's emotionally high. Everyone's overreacting. Mm -hmm. Everyone is screaming and yelling. And then this is like this turmoil and this negativity is filling your home. And I truly believe the enemy is using our mentality, like I think it's a world mentality even, to always be busy, to make sure you don't miss out on all these activities. You're going to have to miss out on some good things mm-hmm. in order to create space for your family to be more patient and calm with your kids. You're going to have to say no to things. I have to say no to things. Right. So then I can have that space to have an evening off and go on for a walk with my family and use that time to connect with my kids. And I truly believe that overscheduled is one of the tactics the enemy uses to, you know, mess with families and create more frustration and anger, irritation, annoyance, and really rupture relationships in the long run. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I totally do. You know, I was... you remind me of something that happened to me. And actually, we we had a, a lot of family in town this last weekend because my niece got married. And we, we were talking about how people recharge. And it was interesting because I have some family members that that are kind of more introverted. But they said that we usually recharge in one two, of two ways. Sometimes we recharge through relationships. And I do that as well. But some people like me, I'm I'm actually more extroverted. I'm pretty outgoing. But I recharge my batteries in solitude. I need my walks. I go out actually for runs. That's a rather generous term. I'm not quite walking. It's probably a slow jog. But I go out for long jogs and, you know, I'll go like four or five miles and just recharge. I need that time of solitude. So understanding who you are and how to recharge and not scheduling yourself so much. I've had situations I can remember one time if you I think it was last year. I think I probably shared it before. There was a big family outing where everybody was supposed supposed to go to the park on a Sunday night and it was the end of a busy weekend where we had been in baseball tournaments and going to all of these other events that we had to be at and then of course we had church and then we had what well, I don't mean to make it sound like church is a chore but you know it's just there's so many things we were going to and then we had to go to this thing and it was the thing that I was supposed to do on paper and everything inside of me screamed no I need some time just to not 
to recharge. And so I actually, I felt, I don't know why. Why did I feel so guilty? I felt so guilty staying at home. But I stayed at home. The rest of the family went. I sat on my back porch and read a book. And after doing that for a couple of hours, I realized, oh my gosh, that was medicinal. I needed that no. And it's hard to say no to all of the things because we want to take our kids here and shuffle them there. And we want them to be happy and fulfilled. And we want them to to have all of these relationships and all of the things that we do for them. But we need to put that margin in our schedule for the downtime. I'm starting to realize, and you know, I'm a good bit older than you, but I'm starting to realize that <laughs> I, ha- I, I have to have that. I have to have those moments of solitude. I have to have those moments where I can just read. I have to have those moments where there's nothing on the schedule. And that requires us to say no and to to put to not over our schedule ourselves, like you're saying. So I think you're spot on there. Yes. Just because there's room on your schedule doesn't right. need to fill it up with something. Yeah. And I believe that oftentimes, you know how when we feel overwhelmed and stressed out, how does it come out? We're agitated, we're frustrated, mm-hmm. we're snappy, we are having attitude towards our kids. Our kids are the same way. Literally, they're the same way. And then we try to punish them, giving them all these punishments, when in reality, they're just overstimulated. They're Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. They're overscheduled, and they need some time to decompress. I will give you a great example. We went on vacation with my family, and there was 22 of us. We had like, we rented three condos on the beach, and we just came back from that. And there's a ton of kids. And my sister has a baby who will be two in August. Uh, it's a baby girl. Her name is Lucy. She has Down syndrome. But Lucy loves to be by herself and loves to have alone time to decompress and recharge. And if she's surrounded by people and other kids for more than a couple hours, she starts to melt down. She's starting to have, you know, she's overwhelmed. She's overstimulated. She's crying a lot. She really doesn't like it. Mm. And so, and she's the same way at home. If they go to someone's house and the same way here. And like back in the day when I was a kid, what did our parents do? They just spanked us because they didn't already. Mm -hmm. Well, and then now it's like my sister's like, no, she's just overstimulated. Everybody went to the beach. Everyone's like playing in the mm-hmm. sand and the she's just sitting under the, you know, canopy and just by herself with like my grandpa next to her, just sitting there playing with us one toy for a whole hour, just by herself, happy as a clam, smiling. Yep. We all got back. She's in a good mood. <laughs> that you was know, me. Like, yes. That was me oh, and my book that night. Yes. Yeah. Beaded with some alone time to yep. decompress. And if you are overscheduled, you're not going to have alone time to decompress. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the schedule, look at the things that you have, and you're like, okay, what is life giving to me? What is something that truly like gives me life that a commitment or a volunteer opportunity or like a sports commitment that is actually serving our family? Mm -hmm. Like what is life giving to our family and what is draining the life out of us? Something you look at your schedule and you're like, I just can't like, oh my gosh, you feel dread thinking Mm -hmm. of going there. Maybe that's not the right thing for this season in life. Maybe you committed to it before and it was serving your family then, but it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to let go. And yes, we feel guilty yep. saying no. Sometimes guess what? Feel the guilt and do it anyway. Why? <laughs> because you need it. Exactly. You, know? you need it. 
Because then what you had that time by yourself, right? You felt better. Your family came back. You were happy to see them. And you were like in a much better mood, a different person, right? Oh my gosh. You're yes. a much nicer person to be around. Mm-hmm. And I yep. truly believe that's not a spiritual problem. I really right. think that's just an overwhelmed nervous system that needs some time to like chill. <laughs> to yeah. We need to give ourselves that permission because it's, it's like, it, decompressing it's like think of it as nutrition good nutrition for your spirit because we you've got to we've got to eat and you know and drink to nourish our bodies but we also need to have that downtime i know i certainly need it in order to to nourish my soul and my spirit and constantly being on the go you when you think of like like decorating. Nobody wants to go in a room that's completely cluttered with so much stuff. You have to remove the stuff so you can actually appreciate what's there. And mm-hmm. with our schedules, we can actually appreciate all the things that we're doing when we're not over, you know, over scheduled and constantly on the go. So I think that's a great, great tip there that I'm going to try to take to heart. It's hard in certain seasons, particularly yeah. in sports seasons. We're getting towards the summer and we're actually doing next week. We're having the big uh, family get get away to Florida. It's just us and the in-laws and my parents. We're all going to get a big condo and hang out together. But yeah, I'm going to have to try to find some some of those moments where I have a little downtime, alone time yeah, with a book. Yes. And you know what? Like Jesus. Yes. He went to be by himself and connect. Yes. Like people, you have a limited amount of energy and everything, like all those sports activities, all the commitments are in the house, all the mental to-do lists, giving time to your kids and their emotional needs, mm-hmm. giving time to your sp- spouse and their physical needs, like all of that, like drains you, drains you. It takes from you. It takes from you. It takes from you. You have to replenish that. You absolutely have to. Jesus literally would leave crowds. And yes, by himself. That is for a while to like decompress, to connect with God. Yes. To be in silence. Like, who are you? Are you better than Jesus? Are you stronger than <laughs> if you're not? You know, like, like, for real. So know? true. He did. He did. And he didn't have smartphones and iPads and all of this stuff that we have to deal with and Instagram, and Facebook and all the stuff we have to deal with. And our our lives, and I'm not saying he didn't have a hectic life. Nobody had, you know, put on him what he had. He had the sin of the world put on him. But at the same time, you know, he recognized he had all of these people clamoring for him, wanting his attention, grabbing at his, you know, his robe and just needing him. And and there were genuine, genuine needs there. I mean, he was walking away from real needs, people who had health conditions and were, you know, had major issues you know, demon possessed and health issues and the woman with the blood. But it, he, he still, even despite the overwhelming needs and their overwhelming needs in our homes with our kids, we have to take those moments like Jesus. We need to follow his example in this. Mm. Go away and get by ourselves and and build that into Look at your week. I look at my week and I'm like, okay, this morning I can go for my run. I'll put that in air quotes, my run. But I do stay out, you know, a long time. And that that recharges me so much. And here, you know, I need to build a little time in here to read maybe read something that's not work related or school related for my kids, you know, and and just take a little time to recharge the batteries. That's excellent advice. So what what else do we have? We have one more. Yes, I'll do one more. I was going to okay. do another one, but I switched it up. OK, and because you you were talking about going for a run and recharging that requires support right? Mm-hmm. That requires support from your spouse. 
Uh, that sometimes requires support from your kids. Right. That requires you communicating. So a bad habit would be trying to do it all by yourself and mm-hmm. thinking you're superhuman and asking for help mm-hmm. and be like, hey, can you please put the kids to sleep tonight? I really like need some time to myself. Like mm-hmm. I had this a few weeks back and I told my husband, I'm like, okay, I put the baby down. Could you please make sure the boys do their chores and put them to bed? Like, I really need to go for a walk by myself. The kids were home with me for three weeks after, you know, school was out. And like, you feel it, you know, like when you have your kids in school full time and then they're home with you, you know, and you're the primary taker. You And I'm an introvert. I'm highly sensitive. Like, I feel it. (laughs) And so I told my husband, I'm like, hey, I just need to go for a walk. I just need to go for a walk. And I went in our neighborhood and I made some loops and and I have like a voice messaging um, boxer app that I have a few friends here that are also podcasters. We just keep up with each other and like mm-hmm. we just like did some life updates. And so I was able to verbally process and having those life giving friendships that you just like process, but also just like being by myself without having my kids pulling at me and needing and all these needs. Right. But I had to ask my husband for support mm. and I had to be like, Hey, I need your help. Please help me out. Sometimes if he's not available, my older kids, my oldest son, would be like, Hey, watch the baby. I'm going to go to my room for 10 minutes. I just need to lay in the bed with my eyes closed. Like I'm overstimulated. I feel overwhelmed. Like I just need to be by myself a little bit. I will ask, I will communicate that with my family. I will ask for help. If you are a single parent, like there's women in your church. If you're listening to the show, you're Christian, right? There's women in your church who are elder women that whose kids are out of the house. Yeah, probably lonely. I would be more than happy to come over and help you with your kids and just literally watch them for a couple hours while you just go and have some time to yourself. Like go to a coffee shop and read a book. Like there's women who are in a season in life that are more than happy to serve you. And they're able to do that out of abundance, not because they're overwhelmed and they're just saying it out of guilt. They're actually able to do that. They can bring you a meal. They're more than happy. That's how they serve God right now in right. life. So like there's people in your life that are willing to help you. You just need to ask. Yeah. I, when you were saying that, I was the thought came to mind. Just don't be the hero. <laughs> don't think that. And when I say that, I mean, don't think that you have to do it all and that you don't need help. God has designed us. God has designed us to need one another. And when you were talking about the elderly women, you're presenting them an opportunity to be blessed because a lot of these women, sometimes I I have, you know, I know some of these women in my Bible studies, a lot of them are lonely. A lot of them have their families, you know, their kids have moved out, their grandkids have moved out. And while they help there, they, they, you know, their spouse maybe uh, have, may have passed, or even if they have their spouse there, they're, you know, lonely in their home and wouldn't, would really be blessed by the opportunity to be useful in that way again. And what it takes, I would say, if if you can't see who those people are that you could ask for support, I just ask the Lord, get on your knees and say, Lord, I, I don't see who who I can ask for support, but but bring someone to mind or bring someone to me that I don't even know yet. But I, well, you probably don't want to leave your kids with a stranger strike that. But someone that you can trust, maybe someone you just hadn't thought about for a while, but the Lord can bring those people to mind and 
bring the aid that you need to give you the support that you need in that time. Because I know and there are there are families I'm thinking too right now. I've known people over the years. Thankfully, my kids don't have major issues in terms of of health or something. But I, I know families, friends. I can remember one time some friends came in town to celebrate an anniversary, and they had uh, a teenage son who was profoundly disabled. And he was very mobile, but mentally and physically kind of impaired. And that we were staying, they were staying in a hotel. And I offered to just come over and help with their son. And they had a daughter who was uh, two other kids that were more able, but they just needed someone to stay there so they could go out and have dinner just in the hotel, go have dinner. And what a blessing that was to them. I was just so honored that, that I was able to do that for them. And I get it because the, I know I talked to them about their life and I, I don't want to make it sound like it's simple because they they had family that just wasn't willing to help with. And they were like they could not remember the last time that they had gone out mm-hmm. for a meal like that. And it just it brought me to tears because I, I didn't live in the same city with them. Otherwise, I would, would have made a standing date. Hey, you guys are going out. <laughs> but, you know, looking and even. Maybe maybe you can be that answer for somebody else, and then they can turn around and be that answer for you sometimes. So asking the Lord to to provide that support and asking for it. Like you said, that's really hard for some people to do. Some people, it's not so hard, but there are people that just, they, they don't. And it's it comes hard, and it kind of comes hard for me to to reach out and say, I really need some help here. But uh, There was a mindset shift that I had to make yeah. when it came to asking mm-hmm. for help. It's like, Asking for help is a way for me to support myself so then I can show up as a better mom Yep, for my family mm-hmm. and a better wife, right? Like nobody benefits if you're running mm-hmm. an empty, burned out, overwhelmed, and stressed out. Like nobody in your family no. benefits from that. And nobody suffers if you take time for yourself and you are recharged and restored right? and you show up as a calm, peaceful, and present mom. Nobody suffers from that. And in order to do that, you need to create time and space for that. Maybe changing some of your habits and getting up earlier in the morning. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, changing some phone habits, right? It could be asking for support. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, creating healthy habits with like journaling and processing your emotions. Like those are healthy things that you can add to your life. Mm-hmm. But you first have to let go of some things that are not serving you. Like if I talk about like all these good things, you might be like, Oh, it's just more things for me to do. But no, no, no. Pause for a minute. Like, what can you let go of that is draining the life out of you right now? That is not from God, that is not serving you. Just because it's a good opportunity doesn't mean it's a, like, it serves you well right now and your family and it's good for your mental health and your family's well-being. Just because it's a good opportunity. Like, my friend Sandy Cooper, she was telling me how, like, she's she's a blogger and she's been doing it for many years. And she said, when my kids were little, she's like, I had to say no to a lot of things. Mm-mm. She's like, I had to in order to be that present mom that I wanted to be for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it now. She's like, now I have a really good relationship with all of them. But I had to create that space and saying no to a lot of opportunities that were even good opportunities. And I missed out on them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my encouragement for you is as you're listening to this, you will probably have to say no to things that are might be great opportunities. So then you can create that space for you and your family 
to have more peace and calm in your home and not just be hectic and running and going, going, going and overreacting and screaming and yelling and rupturing those relationships with your kids. Right. That is beautiful. That is wonderful advice from a stress coach that clearly knows what she's doing. I cannot thank you enough, Elizabeth, for helping us deal with the bad habits that are causing all kinds of stress. Air parenting and in our homes, you know, I, you know, I don't personally struggle with any of that. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm so glad we could have all of the other parents out there that are struggling. <laughs> no, I'm really going to, I, you have so encouraged me today. I've got some, you know, just the wheels are turning in my head of things that I think, I know that journaling thing. I think I absolutely need to start out with that and making it, I always do spend time with the Lord in the morning, but really making that effort to get up a bit earlier and spend that quality time before my kids are up and knocking on the door and coming in and interrupting and I'm having to say, hey, go in the other room. You know, no, if I'm up a little bit earlier, that 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 time will be free for them. There's so many good things here and definitely making that margin in my life for a little bit of recharging time and all the other things, limiting screen time and stuff. My problem is probably being on my computer <laughs> writing so much. That's more of my screen time. And But I can't thank you enough. Why don't you share with our listeners? Please let us know more about your podcast, your ministry, and how people can get in touch with you and maybe get a stress coach in their life. Yeah. So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities because I truly believe that in order for us to have a transformation, we need that support. Uh -huh. And it's so easy to just listen to a podcast and be like, oh, this is awesome and great and go home and go back to your old ways of doing things. Right. The times I experienced big changes in my life is when I had support, mm -hmm. not just trying to do it on my own. So I have one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunities. And then I have an amazing podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. And it's a lot about the things that we talked about today. Yes. I've listened to a few of your episodes. They're really, really helpful. You've got one out right now on people pleasers and do, dealing with bitterness and resentment and anger control. Yeah, I, I, I don't need that again. That's for the other parents out there that might need that. But, you know, um, if, that, if that's your thing, but I might be checking that one out as well. Like, oh, the, you did one recently on con controlling your kid. Holy cow. How how necessary is that? So you're you're covering a lot of topics that I think parents, uh, my listeners would be interested in as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, where else uh, can they find out more about you? What's your website? So my website is emotionallyhealthylegacy.com. And then I have a free resource that I will send you over. It's five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered. Yes. And so when you are in that moment, when you feel overwhelmed and frustrated and feel like you're about to explode, what do you do instead of blowing up at your family? So how do you calm your mind and body during that time? So I will send that over to you and you can add it to the show notes. And oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yes, definitely check that out. I'll put that on Life Audio and on my website. There you have it, moms and dads. If you need some help to de-stress, to find patience, and to employ some better habits in your parenting, check out Elizabeth's website and her podcast and consider using her services. I think it would really help you out. Thank you so much for being here today, Elizabeth. I know it's helped me a lot, so I know it's going to help my listeners. Thanks for joining us and sharing those pro tips with us. We are so welcome. This was an honor. Okay, so I recorded this episode about four or five weeks ago with Elizabeth, and I have been using these pro tips. I really have, especially the journaling, and I am loving it. Absolutely loving it. That was such a light bulb moment for me in this episode. Why 
did I ever stop journaling? I know why. Because like you, I'm a crazy busy parent. So I stopped doing some of the really calming, soothing, and effective things that I used to do. Sometimes it isn't the great big shiny new thing that you add to your life that helps. Sometimes it is remembering something Old. Elizabeth really helped me with that. And as we're preparing for another big homeschooling year, I'm looking to schedule more margin into our weeks for downtime. And I'm looking to get up earlier to start off my day right so I can show up better for my kids. And, you know, I'm going to monitor the screen time for me and the kiddos. And I'm going to be asking for help when I need it. Yep, I'm going to do it all. I hope you will implement these super healthy habits as well. And I hope they're going to bring you a lot of peace. Next up on CPCW, we will be discussing how to disciple your family, like your whole family. This is the perfect topic as you launch into another school year. I just love it when a plan comes together. Let's make sure we start this year of learning off right by prioritizing the spiritual health of everyone we live with. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know. There are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, And be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Two weeks old in an iron lung, which is, you know, like a sealed oxygen unit, um, fighting for my life. I couldn't couldn't breathe properly, and apparently I didn't make a sound. from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up. That's Martin Smith of Delirious sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.